Hello, welcome to East to West WLS, the podcast where we support the bariatric community with humor, humility, and honesty. I'm April and I'm the West. And I'm Jason and I'm the East. We are so excited to welcome the one and only Professor Phil to the podcast today. Hey, Phil. What's up, guys? Great to be here. Thank you for having me. We are so excited that we get to talk to you. Uh, Jason and I discovered your bars about six months ago, and I had had a few. Uh, and then over the months, we have taste tested. We've kind of gotten to know you a little bit more. And we're just so intrigued by your product, by your backstory, by what you kind of bring to the community uh, that when we reached out and you were down to record the podcast, we're like, oh, yeah. Oh, it's going down for reals now. This is going to be badass. <laughs> Well, thank you. That means a lot. Uh, the WLS community has been awesome to dive bar. And I, I like to think we have a, a longstanding friendship, relationship, support each other vibe thing going. So definitely, I think that is absolutely the case. So before we dive into our conversation today, I just want to give our listeners a little bit of backstory if you're new to East to West. Uh, Jason and I both had a type of bariatric surgery called vertical sleeve gastrectomy or VSG for short. Uh, we've lost over 350 pounds combined and we're like loving life. Uh, but after our hospital bills were paid, the support kind of dried up. So Jason and I teamed up and we created East to West really just to create the support that we wish that we had straight out of the gate. Uh, so we, we have this podcast that we do weekly. You can also watch us on YouTube. As you can see, we're adorable and handsome humans. Uh, so if you prefer to learn by watching, head over to YouTube and type in East, the number two, uh, WLS, and our amazing uh, YouTube uh, page will pop up. So you can definitely like and subscribe and follow there and be the first to know when, when new stuff, stuff drops. So, okay, now that we've gotten all the backstory out of the way, uh, Phil, will you just take a moment and just briefly introduce yourselves to our listeners and our, and our followers? Just let them know kind of what you're all about. Yeah, sure. Thanks. Uh, so my name is Phil, commonly known as Professor Phil. I am the founder of Dive Bar Nutrition. Uh, we'll get into all of what that is, what it means, where it came from, all the craziness. And uh, yeah, just a rock and roll musician turned trainer and eventual uh, health and wellness instructor. Uh, collegiate instructor and uh, termed Willy Wonka of protein bars, I've been called. So we'll get into that. Dude, that's a perfect way to describe it. Because when I think about like my favorite bar, or it's hard to pick my favorite bar. But when I first tried trash can cookie, I was like, wait a minute, there's legit like candy pieces in here. And I was like, what is it? And I literally, in my head, I was like, what Wonka magic is this? Like, this cannot be nutrition. <laughs> it was insane, but holy shit. So flipping good. So good. <laughs> Thank you. And that's a, there's another little silly anecdote in there. We'll hold it for whenever we get to, whenever it comes up with you with the candy and the bits and the things and the, the approach dive bar, remind me about the genesis of trash can cookie because it's our staple product. And there's a, another little gem of an anecdote or, or just an ironic or a, a crazy little quirky tidbit in there. Awesome. Can do. So today, what we're really excited to talk to you about is, of course, we, we want to get to know you more as a person and just as a human. We're excited to understand how Dive Bar came to be what it is today. But we also know that you have um, a very eclectic background and you really are grounded in like fitness and nutrition. So we're, we're excited to dive into that because a lot of our listeners, a lot of our followers 
have questions about nutrition and fitness and movement and kind of how they all fit together. And it sounds like through Dive Bar Nutrition, you kind of have created this almost holistic approach to to, to, to how we can live our best lives. So yeah, we're, we're, we're excited. We, we got some heavy hitting topics lined up and we have some questions for the community that we're going to get answered as well. So I think we're ready. Are you guys ready to dive in? Yes, ma'am. Hails to the yes. <laughs> I love it. All right, you guys, let's do this. Hey guys, it's April. Did you know that you can leave us a voice message with your feedback or questions on our Anchor homepage and we can incorporate it directly into the podcast? Isn't that cool? Just head to anchor.fm slash east to west WLS, which is our Anchor homepage. Scroll down a little bit until you see the message box and then use your smartphone to leave us a message. We'd be so happy to hear from you and we're very excited to incorporate your questions into an upcoming show. Thanks for your continued support of East to West WLS. So Phil, take some time and just tell us what makes you, you, how did you get to be the person that you are today? Sure. Um, Well, I would say in our little kind of introductory chat, I mentioned that this is the result of like 20 years of craziness. I was a musical teenager. Uh, you guys may recall the band Taking Back Sunday and to a lesser extent, uh, Glassjaw. There was a band brand new. Oh. These are like big emo screamo bands probably mm-hmm. 10 plus years ago. Uh, I'm from Long Island. I, I came from the same scene and, and knew a handful of those guys. Uh, for whatever reason, right before Long Island exploded, I thought, let me go out to LA. And everybody I left behind got rich and famous, uh, or at least half rich and half famous. Um, and I kind of putzed around L.A. through my whole 20s, which is the earlier 2000s or the 2000s. Messed up with uh, everything and anything you could imagine. I shouldn't say this uh, up to the point of needles. It wasn't in the needle thing. But um, one day I said, you know, what's enough, enough, enough is enough. And uh, it was LA. Everyone knows a personal trainer. Your roommate's always a personal trainer or their friend is. And so I, uh, I just kicked all the bad habits. The, the last band I did broke up and I, I joined the gym and I was the elliptical bandit. And I got, you know, I was like, I got 20 minutes on the elliptical and I was so proud of myself. Long and short, we all know now you, you need a multitude of different things to keep the body going and the metabolism up. And some of these different trainer friends taught me some stuff. I had the classic, you know, Eureka moment. I've got to get certified. Certification led to the need for more and as well as the need for some health benefits. Uh, got my master's in exercise science and um, became a community college professor in New Mexico. Um, left LA, went to New Mexico because just all the things, the gentrification out there. And yeah, just mm-hmm. say, you know what, that was its one chapter. Uh, bored as hell. And for the first time in my life, I mean, I, we've gone from poverty to a teacher salary, which people usually use as an example of having a hard time. Like, well, you're trying to do this or that on teacher salary. I'm like, I'm rich, bitch. I got a check. <laughs> You know, like everyone else uses that as the standard of struggle. "Ah." So I'm in a desert town, New Mexico, got a 
couple of bucks, just a couple of bucks. Um, and I had always wanted to make a better protein bar or energy supplement or a better something. Cause there was a lot of crap out there. So, so began the journey of experimentation and, and wackiness and, uh, and what have you. Well, and that's one of the questions I was going to ask you, like, why do people call you professor Phil? Now I know why Jesus. <laughs> yeah. And you know, what's funny. So I, I, I believe you guys got into dive bars like six months ago and it's so crazy to me. I've been working nonstop, um, really almost without a vacation for four years. I mean, you'll see on the feed, sometimes I'm over in this state or that state, but I'm always working. It's been a roller coaster ride. And one day I just realized all of my WLS friends on the gram were new WLS friends on the gram. And I go, wait, what happened to this one or that one? I used to always talk with so-and-so or see a comment from, from this person or that person. And, it, and we've been kicking around for so long um, some of the original WLS uh, supporters, I hate using the word customer, but uh, supporters of our, of our brand, maybe they just, uh, I, I keep up on some of them. Most of them have maintained their weight loss, but they're not doing the gram as much. They maybe aren't our customer as frequently. Um, but this new wave of, of, of friends of the company, they don't know I was a professor. So I, I mean, I still teach two health courses online. So it comes from literally being a professor. Um, and there was a very disciplined academia background for a number of years there that, that led to this. And, and uh, But yeah, community college, phys ed and health. And at the community college, everyone wants to be cool. Don't call me, you know, professor or doctor so-and-so. I'm Mike, I'm Steve, I'm Joan. But my kids were screw up. So I had to kind of, all right, we're going to be half cool, but you're going to call me professor. So it's professor Phil. It's fun, but don't forget who the hell I am. You know, I get emails, you know, my computer crash fixed this for me. I'm like, Hey, Hey, I'm the professor. Be that, you know, right. yes. let's instill some professionality. <laughs> I am a professor of health and wellness who holds a master's in exercise science. Wow. I mean, uh, I'm just going to say it. Please don't take this the wrong way. Mm. I would never, you do not have the persona of somebody in academia. Being somebody who was in, who is in academia. I got two, three diplomas hanging on my damn wall. I was in college for 13 years. You're a survivor. Like, Congrats. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. They call me Miss Van Wilder. I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, but I digress. I mean, but it's so refreshing and it's so I think it just, it adds to your appeal because you can relate to so many people on so many different levels. You understand the, the academic, the science, the nutrition, you understand the numbers, but then you also understand that people are crazy and they want to have fun and they have a rich background that maybe people don't, you know, you, you don't factor that in. And when you bring those two together, now your brand and your company and your bars make so much more sense. I mean, that's incredible. I mean, that really is just the perfect mashing of who you are as an individual in, in a, in a health food. I mean, that's crazy. Right. right. Well, yeah. Thanks for all of it. There were some sort of compliments in there. I mean, they're compliments there, yeah. to me because it was what I was trying to do and, and go for and, and set out, you know, to have that yeah. sort of resonate, resonate in that way with people. Um, you know, it, it, I feel really blessed in that, uh, 
everything I've gone through, you know, I, I was, as I mentioned, the, one of the least disciplined people as a young adult. And I just had this rude awakening, like, all right, if I want to, to go from point A to B or A to Z, mm -hmm. I got to really get my act together. And I liked, uh, I, I briefly left out a part where when I, when I got back into fitness, I had to, um, replace or a couple of credits weren't accepted. So I didn't hold my bachelor's at 30. I left college about 80% of the way done and went to California. So I had to go to LA city college for some very arbitrary courses like history 101 or whatever, you know, a couple oh, yeah. of whatever it was. Yeah. And, uh, and I liked, it was like when they you take a, a, a kid who's been in out of jail or juvie at 16 and they go off to the army, right. Or the military. This is a story we hear often. I wasn't going to the military, but this was like intellectual military. And I was like, oh, there's order here. And I was a hot shot. I had my band. I could just be like, yeah, hey, you got my beer, right? And be a punk. <laughs> but now nobody was going to take that shit. You just had all these yeah. stiffs that you had to answer to, Dr. So-and-so. And so I liked it. Um, but I know that's not for everybody. I know that everybody isn't coming from that background. And with yeah. the brand, I know you know, we, I don't know to what extent if you, you had to do research papers or, or what level of language they threw at you, but they always talk about, is there a gap in the research? Is there a gap is, or in business? Is there a void in this industry? I was into working out, but I wasn't 240 pounds with veins bulging out of my neck. And, and now the newest thing is that the women have to have the veins bulging out of their neck and be the same 3% body fat that the men are. And I'm like, isn't there something that we can just, you know, have fun? You know, we're not all mm -hmm. doing the barbells with uh, um, barbed wire, barbell. It's this very, you know, yes. prison break image and everything's yeah. Mad Max. And are you lifting 400 pounds? You're, you're a pussy. It should be 410. Uh, so it's kind of the sum of all things. So I, I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, I wanted to bring the basics of exercise science and exercise nutrition or what they would call sports nutrition, the basics cover 90% of it. So you could go a hell of a long way just doing the rudimentary basic stuff and doing it right and eating right. And so, but it doesn't mean it can't be fun. It should be fun. It should be fun and funny. So it's not well, and it also It also adds the validity to the back end of the things that you say to people and the way you make the bars and the things that go into the bars, knowing that you have this background and that you're not just out there shooting and hollering shit that you were the first guy with a commercial kitchen and kind of some knowledge to throw a bar together and that mm -hmm. didn't suck. You know, it, it, it adds a whole nother, you know, dimension to those bars and it lets everybody know, Hey, okay. So this really, you know, this really does mean business. And that's how, you know, when you're reading the packages and it meets the macros and it does all that. Cause we know that it wasn't just put together without a lot of the science involved that you have the background to know exactly what that's meant, you know, how that's meant to be put together. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No. And it's, you know, it's the bar I wanted and it's the product that I wished was there. And that's yeah. really the genesis of it. And that's sort of the, you know, the mission statement has on our website has whatever a mission statement should be, but that's really the mission statement. It's if everything was taken away tomorrow, I would still be eating this. I'd make them in my uh, home toaster oven or what, you know, but yeah. so it's what it, it's, it was made with intent, you know, it was made. Wow. With 
And you don't have to be like the rock and doing, you know, dips with logging chains with extra hundred pound plates on each side to enjoy it. I mean, you know, you can still enjoy them without them. Exactly. You don't have to be the rock. Be on the no. next rapper. That's the new song. <laughs> oh my god! I would say fuck the rock on the package, but then your Seven Eleven won't carry the thing. So <laughs> that's true. That's true. He might become well, president one day. I love you, Rock. We're just yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey man, that that guy. Well, I digress, but I mean, ev- everybody's got their thing. What what I find really interesting when you were telling your story, <clears throat> I found a lot, I heard a lot of my weight loss, uh, my bariatric journey in your story, right? Because Jason and I and everybody in this community got to the breaking point and they said, okay, enough is enough. And then we made a change, but then we found ourselves all of a sudden in this new world that we didn't understand. And it's kind of like when you said, okay, I'm going to make a change. You, I'm assuming you're right. You're, you're, you're clean. You went to school. You went from like no structure, whereas we went with no structure with our nutrition and our eating to now all of a sudden very rigid structure to our eating and to our relationship with food. And we have to learn how to interact with like new people and new thinking in new ways. So it's this complete like dichotomy shift in our lives. And it's very similar to what you went through. So even though it's on a different, we're talking about something different. It's actually very, very similar. It sounds like. Yeah, yeah, there are a lot of parallels. And and I should take a moment just to, you know, I'm sure you guys have heard it before, but to, to commend you guys for your successes. And anyone else who's listening, you know, I, I actually, this is something I maybe never, not that it's come up, but I've never probably said it. I probably know four or five people who had weight loss surgery and inevitably much sooner than later, the weight came back because they weren't provided any tools. There was no community, there was no network. So A, on your personal successes and kudos for doing the pod and having your, your Instagram and, your, and the support that wasn't there for, for many, many years. Um, the other half to speak to what you said, um, oh gosh, I forget exactly what, something you said made me think like, yeah, I, again, what you get from me and I'm trying to develop more tools to, to deliver workouts and, and a newsletter and something that's not really just the business that really is just free content. Um, it's hard to do it because I don't have the time or the resources. Yeah. And then sometimes you just look and you go, well, then I have some, you see someone else on the gram, you go, oh, they're 10 years younger and perfect looking. I have some insight and some notes about their form or how frequent to do that exercise, but who the hell wants to look at me when he or her is, you know, three quarters naked. But um, yeah, what you get with me, side note, you know, speaking to the journey that, that got me to my education and then collegiate career, I mentioned the personal trainer certification and my first Mm -hmm. one was acquired uh, in 2010. Um, I soon took a job at a very busy uh, Sunset Strip, Hollywood, um, high-end gym. And a lot of my uh, tricks of the trade were later reinforced in my education and my master's degree, mm-hmm. but I learned a lot. I mean, I was just a guy with a certification and now I'm thrown into that this, you know, 
uh, almost like the X-Men Academy or that Harry Potter Academy of, of people. You turn this way and they're training a movie star. You turn that way, they're yeah. training a pop star. And thank goodness they were cool. They'd tell you why they were doing a move with someone or how they wrote up somebody's exercise uh, routine. Mm -hmm. And um, so there are infinite you know, methods of having a program. And yeah. I was fortunate enough to uh, almost have the wagon in front of the horse uh, in that I got the street training of a gym before I got, and then I learned, oh, I'm reading the textbook. I'm like, oh yeah, we did that. Oh, the guy that trained. Yeah. I don't know if I should say celebrities. There's no dirty stories, but people get touchy. But, oh, that guy who used to train so-and-so, he did this. And the other one who used to train this woman, they did that. And so mm -hmm. um, it's a tricky thing, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, when well, you have the support, you learn on your own and then you put it together. Right. It also helps for it to click that way for some people with the way that they learn, too. If it's something that they've actually seen applied, it makes a lot more sense, like you were saying. So, I mm -hmm. mean, that, yeah, that, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, might have helped me get through college because I understood what the textbook was saying. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. <laughs> right? That, that, that well, would definitely be me. I would be that yeah. kind of like. Yeah. Well, and it, and it really, you know, Jason, and I, I think totally understand that because just in our private conversations about what we have experienced along our bariatric recovery, we can say like, well, this is what I'm feeling, or this is what I'm experiencing, you know, like, well, who could we reach out that would help us like understand if we're on the right path or not. So we're kind of doing what you did too. We're kind of fumbling through the weeds and we're, we, you know, we're figuring out what we have to do to find success. And then we meet with experts and we meet with people who are like, you know, they're, they're knowledgeable in those areas like you, right? We're having these conversations it's like, okay, we are on the right track. We are doing mm -hmm. what we think is correct. And it's just validating when you try other people's recipes, right? Like you're always looking to see like, what are people doing? Oh, I want to try that. I want to try that. And then you actually speak to the experts and they go, nope, that is exactly correct. Or make this little tweak. And, and then you're on the right path because you have a 50% chance of regaining your weight two years, up to two years after bariatric surgery. And that number only gets down into the signatures after seven years. Wow. It's just, yeah. right? So know why everybody knows somebody who hasn't been successful after bariatric surgery. It's because it's a tool, but it doesn't actually fix what needs to be fixed, which is up here. But mm -hmm. if we can use this tool to fix this, then we can find success. But this is a lot of work. And you don't realize that until you're on the other side of surgery and you have to confront the reasons that you weighed what you did. That's where the work begins. And that's why we have these conversations with people just like you, because you have something that we need to find success. And we're so very thankful that you're willing to have these conversations with us so that we can help our community because these conversations help us and they help our community. And that's why we do what we do. So yeah, kudos right back to you. Right. Well, and a lot of people don't realize that the surgery is the easy part. Yeah. 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 And, and I want to say something and then maybe ask you what you guys think about it, just so that it's not misinterpreted. Um, you know, I talked a, a bit about the original wave of WLS customer supporters, friends that the, the brand had in like 2018. And I do keep up with a few of them and some of them will pop up on my feed, even if they're, they're less involved. They used to be a daily post or a daily story. And then, you know, they, they put just their basic, I'm at the park, I'm at the museum or whatever. Um, and I see this with all fitness clients that I've had, and I'm guilty of it myself. And what do you guys think about um, 
goal setting, but then also finding balance because I, I find that those folks who, uh, many of whom, who I knew in 18, they were so ambitious and they were in the gym five days a week and it was every calorie measured. And if they're hungry, it's just celery or I'm making it up, but low to no cal and, and perfection. And some of them hit it and some of them had, you know, plastics done after and really made themselves these marvels of a specimen, but it's unsustainable. And now some of that is coming back. And now I'm seeing their posts, you know, uh, I'm up 25, 30 pounds from my, my, my best weight or my lowest weight. And, and there, there's a depression that comes with that. So I'm a big advocate of balance and, and just, you know, healthy and happy. Hey guys, it's April. When I'm craving something sweet, I always head to my pantry and I grab my jar of retreat drinks, hot cacao, but I know I'm doing it for more than just my sweet tooth. Cacao is one of the highest plant-based sources of magnesium, the most efficient mineral in the Western world. Magnesium is so important for a healthy heart and it helps turn glucose into energy, enabling our brain to work with laser sharp clarity and focus. It's a total mood booster without the caffeine. I absolutely love it and I think you will too. Visit retreatdrinks.com and use the code east to west for 20% off your first order. Happy sipping. Again, just to throw the ball back into your court, do you guys find any struggles with yourselves, peers? Um, and the, yeah, do you find the, the that biggest, an issue? The biggest issue I see, which you kind of you kind of alluded to, it was the balance portion of it, because we've all been there at one point in time. I know, I know myself, and I know me and April have talked about it early on in our weight loss you know, history when we were trying things before we actually had the surgery, you, you grab a hold of a diet, whether it be Atkins, whether it be Weight Watchers, whether it be, you know, Nutrisystems or Herbalife or whatever it is. And as humans, we dive the fuck, we just dive in headlong. Well, how big, how deep is this bitch? 12 feet? Let's go. Boom. And we dive in and we're like, oh shit, I forgot. I don't know how to swim, but I don't give a shit. I'm treading water. We're doing it. So in reality, like you said, it's not sustainable. You can't do that all the time. You can't just say, well, I used to eat, you know, 12,000 calories a day because I ate like shit. And now all of a sudden I'm going to eat celery and drink water. And, oh, I may have an ice cube later if I'm feeling spicy. Like you can't <sighs> do shit like that. Is that, that you're not going to be able to, that, that's, that's not sustainable. So when people do that and dive off the deep end and you're hitting the gym five days a week, when you hit the gym, no days a week before when like driving by the gym made you kind of eh, feel uncomfortable. And now all of a sudden you're going to be a gym rat. Like it doesn't work that way. Right. You have to build up just like you build up a tolerance to everything else. <clears throat> go to the gym once a week. Then you start going twice a week. If you can make it two or three times a week in the beginning, that's an awesome start because you were going no days a week before. But to go from no days a week to saying, I'm going to hit this bitch religiously five days a week, you will to start. But like you said, as you see, that starts, it starts weaning off a little bit because eventually there is no balance because you start thinking, well, you know, because a lot of times when they hit that, it's Christmas break or it's whatever kind of break they're having during the holidays because, you know, New Year's Eve is my resolution. So New Year's Day and then they go back to work in a week. And then it's, well, God, after I get off of work, I'm super tired and I got to go to the grocery store and I got to take Tommy yeah. to baseball and I got to take Susie to ballet. And you just don't have the time. 
needed to be able to do all of those things. So to start with, if you build up some sort of schedule to be able to do those things that make it sustainable, you're going to have a lot better of an outcome or a, you're, you're going to set yourself up for a better outcome than you will if you just decide, screw it, I'm all in. If I don't go to the gym five days a week, I'm a complete failure. Exactly. We, yeah, perfectly. Safe. Yeah. And I think, and there, there's a lot of, um, you know, I think there's, there's a lot of things that go into, to, to regaining your weight, but it really just has to do, I think with your identity, right? When, when you're a heavier person, you have a different identity. You have a different relationship with food and, and how you think. And when you attempt to make, make these changes, you're actually working on changing your brain. And that's very hard work. And as soon as you hit resistance, you are trained and we are wired as humans to take the earliest off ramp of discomfort to get to where we're comfortable again. And that takes a lot of strength to stay the course to, to really go through that resistance. But if you're not prepared for that, and if your identity is not aligned to living as, as a healthy person, it's going to be really difficult. And all of us have done a diet and you get down to a new low weight, you're miserable, A, and then B, you realize, oh my God, I actually don't know how to live as a thin person. So then you panic and you go right back to doing what you do know, which is how to live as, as you were before. Uh, and surgery doesn't fix that. That is the work of weight loss surgery. That is where this monumental effort lies. And it's exhausting. And I think we, you go into bari bariatric surgery thinking, Oh, it's not going to be as hard as it was before. And that's absolutely not the case, right? You go through surgery, you recover, you finally get on the other side, and then you realize, oh my God, it's the exact same shit that I was dealing with before. The only difference is now I, I have a legit hunger signal. And it's devastating. Right. It's devastating. Uh, and I think that if even if you haven't had bariatric surgery, the struggle is still the same. It, uh, your, your identity and fighting through resistance and, and our hardwired brains, none of that changes because we've had surgery. It, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's a bitch. It's an absolute bitch. Well, I, I, like I said, I commend you and everyone, both of you and everyone who's had the surgery and, and, and had it to a successful outcome because it is, uh, weight loss and, and weight loss to the degree that it requires or, or one seeks surgical assistance or, or, or kickstart, mm -hmm. if you will, or mm -hmm. um, you're battling drug uh, addiction in that the yeah. foods trigger certain hormonal yes. signals comparable to, you know, uh, uh, cocaine, caffeine, nicotine, or, or you know, drugs, mm -hmm. uh, societal pressures, uh, variable, variable psych, psychological expectations. And I mean, um, so yeah, I, I, I can only attempt to understand and empathize, you know, and, um, I've seen those friends and family that did not quite, uh, have a successful outcome. And, and so, uh, it's something that I think when the brand is more, uh, our brand is more automated. Um, I would like to really put out, you know, content and guidance and, and newsletters and, and really sort of fall back into my personal trainer roots and share some of that stuff and, and just free. I believe in free. It's, uh, you know, so do we people giving out bad advice. I did it once with the product and we'll do it with the, the behaviors, you know, yeah. in terms of yep. recognizing, well, there's a lot of junk out there and then there's too many people yep. 
preaching crap, showing off the wrong way to do stuff. And so, yeah. Um, well, we yeah. are all here for that. So when that rolls out, you let us know. And we're going to blast yeah, that I, out on every, <laughs> every platform we got. The Man, biggest challenge is uh, Jason may, may know or may not know where we are. We're on uh, the Gulf Coast at the bottom of Sarasota County. And it's just a little too not populated. I mean, there's people all over the place, but it's a very retiree kind of a town. And mm. I've been searching for, I've got ads right now, uh, YouTube producer, content producer, podcast producer, and I can't get anyone. I can't get anyone. I mean, I get- uh, Probably not but, that area now. No, it's very difficult. And I've talked to t- uh, uh, two colleges in the county and it's it's a swing and a miss every time. So uh, that's kind of a bummer, but we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll get some, well, soon we'll have- more hiring power we'll say you know i like it well and i'm i'm blown away by what you've been able to create already i mean i know that you're not a big operation but people had a lot of questions about just like how you actually manufacture your your product so do you want to just tell us like how it's done yeah sure of course um this is always where i kind of got to check myself because i gotta be like oh yeah you own a company and if you say the wrong <laughs> shit you know there'll be three imitations of your product tomorrow <laughs> But the gist of it, um, yeah, we've got, uh, as I mentioned, uh, the next room is our, you know, permitted for facility. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see, how do I give you the basics? Yeah, no trade secrets. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but um, no, we make everything we've got. Uh, if you watch enough content, you see some machinery from a dough mixer to a uh, there's three machines and we just work from a bar mixer to a, what I call a bar maker thing. It's the size of a fucking, uh, a small bus or an airport show. You know, it's like this fucking 30 foot machine, 25 foot <laughs> machine. And it's huge. the batter is rolled, you know, rolled flat. And then there's a series of blades and, um, that's a new acquisition. We got that thing at the end of summer after three, three years of, uh, hand, shaped and bars being rolled out with a rolling pin probably for way too long there was a brief time there was a year of um a mechanical rolling pin but it broke it was probably broken down we were always fixing it so even when we owned it we were half doing the rolling pin um (laughs) but uh i shouldn't blame the machine it didn't break as much as it took like a half a year to learn the settings and then we were always replacing uh, a fuse but um but yeah, so we, we, we basically acquire all of our ingredients. Let's answer the question somewhat relevantly. Uh, I source all of the ingredients. Um, I, I take a second to apologize and thank anyone and everyone who's been with us in the last six to eight months as a customer, friend, supporter. Uh, I get a few emails per month. This tasted a little off. This didn't taste like my order last month or two months earlier. And the pandemic has led to a wild goose chase for ingredients. So for everything we use, we have a primary supplier and then usually a backup supplier and then just some notes. If that second supplier is goes AWOL or they're out of something, uh, it's like, yeah, you're going to pay a little more, but you could get it here, there, or the other place. And sometimes that's just really not that mysterious of a place like Walmart or Amazon or, you know, just a, a couple of websites that you, you could, you either of you or anyone could Google, but I mean, 
it's not like these these are common ingredients to some yeah level. um well but there yeah, were inconsistencies so so we've gotten a lot of it under control recently uh, as the pandemic kind of fell back into making sense a lot of these companies are able to deliver the ingredients i'd say we're about 90 90 percent plus back to the exact dive bar that it was one year ago but there was a time in like the fall where almost every ingredient was coming from a different source and so it's just oh. a little, you know, it's a nut butter that has a drop more or less oil or, or you know, a yeah. stevia that's processed different, a whey protein that's processed different. However the hell you get whey, which my understanding is like a cottage cheese, goopy sludge to turn into a powder. There's different things you can do there. And so um, I, I guess we don't do that, but the suppliers, different level of processing and refining, and you could have a very cottage cheese flavor or not we try to buy premium stuff where it's not there as much and then the stevia kind of takes care of the rest um but if we had a very whey ish flavorful protein that month and the stevia was from someone else and it just kind of certain flavors don't have maybe a, an extra flavoring yeah. or anything to them um so it's an apology slash answer to the story we're pretty much resolved now but that was an issue for the core of the pandemic, I would say from like June to November, probably, you know, just at the start of the winter. Wow. Well, I, I mean, I just have to say a, a couple things. I mean, when you said that these were basically handmade, I was like, oh my gosh, you have to be kidding me. And then the thing that I, I'm whole, I've got one of your bars right here. The thing that I really appreciate about your product is it's all real shit. Like, it isn't anything that I don't know on mm -hmm. this label. And the fact that you were so receptive to customers reaching out to you and going, something tastes off means that you've got some very dedicated people who know the difference between like batch to batch. But the fact that you can also go like right to where you make that and figure out why it was doing that. I mean, that's like, that's unheard of in, in modern day and especially in a product that I can buy online and, and enjoy here in Washington state. So Wow. Amazing. Kudos right, right. to you for that. Well, thank you. And, you know, yeah, going back to launching the brand and feeling like I don't want the bars. This is 2015. I don't want the bars that are out there Yeah, for me. So yeah. what would I like? And, and, and so forth. I remember thinking, should I try to make something better? And, and what should I make? And what do I want? And just kind of looking at what was at the time, uh, industry's changed, but not all that much in five-ish years. The big players, and I don't believe in really saying any other brand names for good or bad, but mm -hmm. everybody kind of knows who the big three, four, five are. Um, yep. Most of them, and I don't want to, I realize we're on the pod, I've listened to enough podcasts to know that you put it out there in cyberspace and someone goes, you said, oh, it, you meant the, you're wrong, you're an idiot. Not all of the top five brands, but probably three, if not four of the top five brands, the back of the nutrition label leaves, reads like a chemistry lab, right? Yes. So I went, okay, I don't know what that is. <clears throat> a, I don't want to ingest it. B, I don't know where the fuck to get it. So yeah. this bar is going to start at Whole Foods, at the Walmart grocery store. And that's pretty much what it's been. I mean, if you see something on the back of a, of a dive bar label that even sounds a little weird or you can't find it in your grocery store. It's seen like we're tearing open and throwing into the product. You know what I mean? So just I'll make up 
will make up an extremely hypothetical. If I was ever going to chop up three musketeer bars and put them into the dive bar, if there's, yeah. you know, the, the thing has a weird nougat, if there's something that sounds like xylophone, hilo, pyro, fucking glyphics on the back of a dive bar wrapper, I don't go buy that. I don't source that. It, it's just in the candy that we chopped into it. So yeah. by virtue of that, it's probably 1% of the bar, but the bar, the core of the bar is just stuff that's available, it was available to me. And I understood what it was when I, yeah. when I you know, carved the- a whey protein, almond butter, and the bar- brown rice syrup, whole wheat flour. I mean, it was like, when I, when I first got these, I was like, I was not expecting that just because I guess I'm so used to the, mm-hmm. to the bigger ones. And I have to say my favorite review of all time, when I saw this, I immediately called Jason. I was like, bro, you have to go look at dive bars. The review that you did, you were in a car, you were somewhere and you're like, yeah, you guys want me to review dive bars? I'll tell you. It's like, I went out and bought like a protein bar from 7-Eleven and it doesn't taste like shit. And I was like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> but it's so true because when I, when I very first, my, the very first experience I had with your bar because it was recommended to me by somebody and I'm not a hard bar I call this a hard bar I'm not a hard bar fan and they were like no 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 just try it it's different and I was like "Mm, okay fine and I took a bite and I was like oh okay and then I read the ingredients again and I was like okay and I eat and I was eating it and I was like oh my god it doesn't get chalky it stays this like consistent chewy delicious experience through the entire thing and I was like this is magic. This is like, what the hell is this? But it's because of how you put it together. And I think it has to do with why nutrition is a part of your company. It's not dive bar, it's dive bar nutrition, right? So it's like, it's a different thing. Yeah, so this is, exactly. Well, so I told you there was a tail there. There's kind of a Mm -hmm. two or three prong tail. So the quick answer, and I don't mind telling these things. This is what people, you know, just already too much bullshit on social media where people show their perfect life and they, whatever, you know, their body's perfect, their life is perfect. And then they turn off the phone and they are sad and they miss someone and they, you know, they lost people and they don't have the job they want and, but they don't share it. It's a fake world. And there's a lot of um, social media is a highlight reel, but I'm not going to pretend that I'm not a fuck up. And, and just like when I was starting, I didn't know where the hell I was going. So the, there's a multi-prong answer. I go, I'm going to make something and it's a protein slash energy bar that my students, the athletes or the athletic students, everyone can benefit. The students will wake up and they'll focus or if they need a meal on the go for cheap, boom, dive bar. If you are an athlete, this is energizing and recovery, dive bar. But also, if you are a, a trucker, a blue collar person, a, a party goer, a party animal who has college class in the morning, you were dive bar. You were at a dive bar. It's, it's it, we can all get down on this this verbiage. Then try to build a website. You will never fucking show up on Google, and the name divebar.com is available for sixty two thousand bucks. So okay, we need something here. <laughs> we need one more word, and. Ah. Uh, this is hard to, I, I said I won't name other brands, but there's a one word, pro, there's a protein bar company that's one word, it's one syllable, it's a short, easy word, and they're the biggest brand in the fucking company, but there's another word that follows that one word, and it's nutrition. So mm-hmm. I had their rapper from Taste and Shit, and, and I go, 
Well, that's the word. Sure. That word, it's the word I'm doing. It's nutrition, right? So it became dive bar nutrition. Originally, um, and this is something I'm trying to, now that we're in the position to move forward, uh, I'm trying to add a few products, not too many too soon, but originally dive bar nutrition was perceived as sort of the fun version or was conceived to be the fun version of Joe Rogan's on it. So it was, you know, if anyone's ever seen ads for on it or Joe Rogan podcast, Joe Rogan's very serious. He's carved out of stone on it has all endorsements from Navy seals and army Rangers and MMA stars and CrossFitters. Uh, but I was like, well, that's, there's a, some great products, but that's not our lifestyle. So how can we take protein bars and protein powder for the person dealing with the daily struggle and wants to get a little stronger and lose 10 mm -hmm. pounds or 20 or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, I forget exactly where I was going with that, but it was dive bar nutrition. It was going to be all things, nutrition and lifestyle, where there would be a yeah. free workout and, and, a, and an awake mind energy mix and a nut butter mm -hmm. and a this and a that and a couple of kinds of powders. Um, so that may be on the near to medium distant horizon. Um, I don't mind going on record to say we're looking at, uh, and no one's ever heard this outside of the four walls here. We are looking into nut butter. Um, there's some nut butter brands out there. If any of them get uh, upset with me, I'm not going to go after anyone's business. I want to sell uh, nut butter, good quality nut butter spread. It'll be a flavored spread to, to the folks who uh, care for dive bar, but it's actually something um, let me say this here and there, I hear little bits of some kind of new school uh, players in the game, finding us to be a threat or finding us to be a competitor. I conceived the company five years ago and it has its own mission. And, mm -hmm. you know, the vision was, was this big. I, my hands don't fit on the webcam. Uh, yeah. And the bars are, are of course the staple product, but the nut butter is something that I never did because uh, a friend owned a brand called Keto Love and did very well with it when the keto movement exploded in like 16. So as Dive Bar was growing, it's just something I let it be. Um, she has since, I think, either dissolved the company or folded it or put it on hold. I, um, uh, so it's something that we kind of got a blessing to kind of do or there's no conflict. I wouldn't be taking... Uh, any business, uh, even a dollar out of a friend's uh, mouth. She's a single mm -hmm. mother. I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel comfortable to do that. She's not doing it right now. So, um, I, you know, and I see, I, I have an ear to this industry and I know what people that are working out and or interested in losing weight like to do. So it's something we can do very easily and readily without additional equipment. Um, yeah. we have a building full of nut butters, uh, so something we're playing with. Um, the other component that's, this is sort of a, a last tidbit to the dive bar nutrition. Thank God, I wouldn't have called it just dive bar anyway, but about an hour and a half north of us in the St. Petersburg area, there is a, a beachside bar and it's just called the dive bar of Madeira, I think is the little town that's kind of in the city of St. Pete. 
and we have almost the same logo, like where we have the word nutrition. I think they have a Marlin or something like that. It's in the neon. Oh They've never oh asked God. me to like cease and desist. And I think we have a good leg to stand up. Dive bar nutrition is trademarked in terms of the verbiage. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it would be very hard. I don't think they own the trademark on the neon sign. It's one of those things where the government's kind of savvy enough to go like, well, that's a neon sign. Like Budweiser kind of did that, you know, in 1965. Mm-hmm. So nobody mm-hmm. can get dibs on a neon sign no. or neon font. But uh, yeah, every once in a while, people kind of cross the streams. And I think we get a an email like, uh, or, or a dive bar, uh, Instagram will get a message like, uh, guys open on Easter. You're showing the game next week. (laughs) You want the bar an hour and a half up the street, not the nutritional bar, the actual bar. Yeah, no, you're looking to Uh sit back and drink and have a Uh a Long Island iced tea or Uh or something, a Heineken. We're not, we're, you know, wrong, wrong Instagram. Mm -hmm. Well, Well, now, you know, you need to make a Long Island iced tea bar. And just start oh, making, start oh. making liquor themed bars that just don't have oh. liquor in them. And I mean, I guess you're <laughs> oh. the first, the first year, our facility is sort of encompassed with a, a couple of auto body uh, businesses around it. So, um, the first like year, the three different guys that own businesses around us, they, I think they didn't believe that we. <laughs> They were convinced we made a marijuana product. I think they didn't believe that I didn't make a marijuana product. Thought you were making edibles and gummies over there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, your your image and your and your mission tend to to not be. Oh gosh. Yeah, well, and I'm always working. Like I just come here in ba- basketball shorts. I mean, my desk. We're we're in a little loft over a garage where we pack our orders. So I'm just like basketball shorts and sneakers and. A uh, heavy metal band t-shirt or something stupid. So nobody, I'm like, no, we make protein bars. And the people are like, <laughs> they're like, whatever, you damn hippie. It sounds uh-huh. like such a bullshit <laughs> cover-up. Like, oh right, you make protein bars. Sure. You <laughs> I really now, you know, it's one of those things. I'm not too savvy or privy to like what the fuck is really going on in my life. I'm like a little out there on the spectrum. And so sometimes <laughs> like uh, like I have these moments. I'm in the shower and I'm like. Oh, five years ago. That's what that guy meant when he said that to me. Like these things just occur to me. So like, as I'm telling you guys the story, I'm like, oh, oh yeah, they really didn't believe I made protein bars. Like I look like no. a fucking a weed dealer guy. And I, <laughs> oh my God, I love but, it. You know, I wish I had the means to put weed in the bars. I'd be probably worth a hey, hundred times more a, money, right? That's a bigger business than- That's a that's whole it. nother market. Yeah, that's yeah. a whole nother market that you have yet to explore. Yeah. No, that's not for me. Hey, it's April with East to West WLS. I don't know about you, but after I dropped a significant amount of weight, my body just didn't feel like my own and I needed help feeling like it was my own again. So I started receiving chiropractic care. If you live in the Tacoma area, I cannot recommend Grit City Cairo more. Dr. McKenzie is passionate about helping you feel, function, and live better. Check out her Instagram at Grit City Cairo or her website, gritcitychiropractic.com for more info and to book your first consultation. And if you mention East to West, you'll get a discount on your first visit. I feel amazing after seeing her and I think you will too. 
So before we move on to fitness, I do want to ask you, because we, we talked about it before we started recording, trash can cookie. That was the, that was, I think the that I tried and that was like, uh, I don't understand this. And the real interesting thing is that I, I am a, a Weight Watchers member. I use their tracking. That's that's what's helped me kind of keep me, you know, on on point after surgery. And that bar was seven Weight Watcher points. And just to give a little context, that's not like, that's I mean, eh, but it isn't for that isn't a lot for what this is. So I was like, okay, this is really interesting. And that was the trash can cookie with like actual pieces of like candy in there. So how did trash can cookie come to be, you know, come to be a thing? Yeah. So um, I might've mentioned, I don't know how I phrase it. I think I made some reference to uh, doing this about five years uh, There's a couple of different start points or depending the mood when you ask me, but before uh having the teacher, I mentioned having the teachers check and finally going like, wow, I'm rich. Let me, meaning I can screw up and waste a $30 tub of protein powder in, in my little experiment. Um, this actually began, let's see, I would say the light bulb to try to make some uh, protein bars probably went off in like early 15. So I was at the tail end of getting my master's. This happened um, in Southern Pittsburgh. So I got my master's uh, about 35 miles south of Pittsburgh at a institution confusingly named the California, uh, was it, gosh, Uni California University of Pennsylvania. Some wise ass oh. named the town Pencil uh, California PA in like 1860. And oh. so they built a state college there because it's a small rural town where state colleges hmm. often end up. Um, mm -hmm. And in Pennsylvania, like many states, the state system is just, you know, the name of the town university, you know? So mm -hmm. like I grew up in New York, it's a uh, SUNY state university of New York, Albany, SUNY, New Paltz, SUNY, Buffalo, whatever. Um, and they did a similar thing in Pennsylvania where I was living was like the bottom of Allegheny County, Pennsylvania. Again, I don't use names. One of the other, probably five, uh, top five brands of protein bars, unbeknownst to me, very ironically, was made, their, their manufacturing plant and headquarters about an hour from my house. Um, so uh, I was, this is where it gets really funny. I'm in Pittsburgh. I'm super health fit. I just came from LA. I got abs of steel. I'm like fucking 7% body fat. And I go in the gas station. This is a culture shock to me, right? Because people are getting like, here we are in Florida now. It makes sense. Wawa is the big thing out here and everybody will get a sandwich or lunch at the gas station in LA. That doesn't happen. So, and here I am in Pittsburgh and they have two gas station chains, one called Sheets and one called Get Go, I think. Um, I apologize if I butchered that. Both have something called the trash can cookie almost always right in a basket next to the checkout professionally wrapped and sealed and there's a nutrition label but i'm like where the fuck this is like my moment toto we're not in kansas anymore i, I you know i'm like i go for a bottle of water or a protein bar and i'm checking out i'm like holy shit like not only is everybody getting a foot long covered in like gravy and cheese for lunch the the takeout like impulse item is this trash can cooking. I pick it up and it's like the size of a CD. It's an inch thick and has everything in it, right? It's got every, everything in it. It's the trash can. So I go 
when it came okay, time wait. to make a protein bar, I go, if I could get a couple of goodies in a protein bar, I'm starting with that. The fucking cookie was, you know, 600 calories at the gas station. But I go, I love the idea. I like M&M's. Oh. <laughs> but this fucking cookie's like pretzel, M&M, Reese's peanut butter, c- candies, coconut in the size of a CD, like a six, five inch, six oh inch cookie. God. Okay. So I, that's okay, a I have thing to... in the Midwest. That's a thing. Okay, I have to clarify this. Okay, I I really need to wrap my head around this. People go to gas stations to eat lunch. Yeah, Jason. This isn't like a gas station like what you're thinking of when you think of some little two pump like rundown ass. Yeah, no. These are multiplex gas stations that look like grocery stores that literally have like restaurants <laughs> inside of them. It is a yeah. there is a deli. It's like if you go whatever grocery store you have out there that has like a deli section where they cook and actually prepare food. This is like this in a, in a, in a gas station. April, I apologize. I think I remember hearing you're in Pacific time, but where are you? Because I kind of might know what yeah, to prepare. I, I'm in like Seattle, Washington. Oh, okay, okay. So I don't know. What's the like, gas station cultures like AMPM, Marco or Circle K? Yeah, or, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, are- I, I wouldn't. Well, and the crazy thing is, it's like, I guess I never go into a gas station because like, I just pay at the pump and you I leave and pump. I always, right, right. and I always have water with me. But the times that I have been inside, there's no restaurant. I mean, like, and what's at the front of my counter is like apples and bananas and string cheese. Like that's our to-go food. Right, right. So, and so we probably had a similar perception. I I, I yes. think you're, you're at the top of I-5 probably. And I was yeah. almost at the bottom of I-5 in LA. So, yeah. you know, my idea of the sort of city to suburban gas station, we don't, we didn't have oh these super God. stations that me and Jason now have. So the item on the counter was usually either like the 25 cent chocolate lint ball, maybe uh, yeah. or 50 cents, whatever. And then yeah. two, three pieces of fruit that are usually going bad because nobody's bought them. So I saw the cookie and it kind of blew my mind. And it was very um, ironic. I didn't know I was living. That's kind of the other half of the story. In the conception phase of Dive Bar, I had no fucking idea. I lived a mile from like, by revenue, probably the number three brand in protein bars. I had no idea that they wow. were there. It doesn't matter. It had nothing to do with anything. But no. if I was living a mile away, halfway i my first experience meeting a trash can cookie i mean it's i was probably a few hundred yards from the headquarters of the other place i realized i was on their corner and then you go down an industrial road so but yeah that's a very um outside of metropolis coastal places Uh, yeah there are these um super stations you know and Wawa, I think you could get a coffee. It's almost like Wawa has a like a Starbucks in it. There's lattes and frappuccinos and mochas and gourmet coffees. And then there's the sandwich shop. And then there's fast food. You're getting gas. What the hell? You You will if you eat half the shit there. Wow. You will have gas if you you get your lunch there. Getting two kinds of gas at Wawa. (laughs) Okay. Mind blown. Well, and the other thing that I did not know existed, and, and I think I even had to ask Jason about this. I was like, what the hell is a trash can cookie? And he was like, what do you mean? What's, and I was like, I don't, why would, why would anybody call something trash can cookie? It makes no sense mm-hmm. to me. And he was like, it's because it's like all of the good things like thrown together. And I was like, oh uh, my God. Well, and then when I had the dive bar, I was like, 
okay, now I think I kind of get this. I mean, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. But it's just so interesting to me how my experience is so different from like your guys' experience because we're, you know, we're, we're living on two opposite ends of, of the nation. But right, like right. what an amazing precipice or like what an amazing thing for you to do is to like take this thing that you've now been introduced to, the trash can cookie, and go, I wonder how I could make this like actually fit into like a healthy diet because clearly you're still a fit person, fitness and movement and all this kind of stuff is still a huge part of your life. Yet you're making these things that actually taste good and feel like a treat without blowing people out of their macros every day. I mean. Right. Well, yeah. And so, you know, the basics of what we do with the bar, uh, how do I say this? Uh, The bar is basically built on the fitting your macros principle. Yeah. Um, and if you're in Weight Watchers, you're probably heightened awareness of, of the idea, uh, which isn't a complex one, but you know, at the basic level, you, you should have a certain balance of the three macronutrients, protein, fat, and carbohydrate. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people recognize alcohol as a fourth one, but hopefully it's not enough of, to be a factor in ones, you know, you go have your drink or two a week and whatever, but um, mm-hmm. uh you know, and it's something that I, I mentioned earlier, being like LA trainer guy, 7% fat with the abs. I didn't like the fit your macros principle. There's a gentleman named Lane Norton. I think if either of you guys are, he's kind of in this, when YouTube sort of first exploded with fitness or YouTube's obviously been around, I think mid to late 05, early 06, but they invested in uh youtubers and help give create more tools to publish your videos and stuff probably in the 2010 11 area and out of that came a gentleman named lane norton he's a rare breed of a real fitness buff strong guy but he holds i think a doctorate in nutrition or exercise fizz um when i was mr vegetables egg whites raw veggie fruit smoothie guy lane was promoting this fit your macros uh, principle and mm-hmm. I kind of snubbed my nose at it back in 11 and 12. And then I realized when we talk about hitting that sort of stride, like, yeah, you can't hold the abs forever, but if you mm-hmm. can be pretty damn good and healthy and happy, well, then that's, that's, that's the real perfection. Doing pretty good and being happy and healthy. Balance. Perfect. Not the image or the scale or mm-hmm. number. Um, mm-hmm. So when it came time to do this, I thought, well, I need the energy. I need the recovery. I want the certain macros and I want something I'd give my clients. So, you know, the idea is, and this is going to segue. I just want to end on this one note. You know, the idea is let's make a good, healthy nut bar. We're going to crank it full of this micronutrition, the certain vitamins and the caffeine and the taurine that'll get the job done. That's got its own purpose. Um, If we put, and this is a, Again, if somebody has the bar in front, don't open and go, well, my bar has seven M&Ms. You're an asshole. The idea was if we put four or five M&Ms and four chocolate chips, we can accomplish this framework and it's going to hit the spot. And going back to the other brands, everyone's been in a race to become a diet food, low cal, no cal. It's like it, it never ends. So my theory is, you know what? Look, I'm the living specimen. I got to wear the brand on my sleeve. I mean, I got to go on camera most days of the week. I'm working out 
very reasonably in the pandemic. I'm the guy whose workout went down. Everyone's like, oh, I'm at home. I got the Peloton. I do this. I do that. Man, my workout volume has dropped by 70%, 75% in the pandemic because my business has gone up and my workload has gone up. Mm-hmm. I'm also a guy who rare breed, who likes to go to the gym. So I'm working out less than ever. I mean, the gym was my view to the world. I don't have cable. I'm like, what's the bullshit they're putting on TV? Okay. Well, that's the bullshit on TV. I'm out of touch, 40 year old rock fan. So I'm like, what are the kids listening to? I go to the gym. Well, whatever this weird digital shit is, that's what the kids are listening to. That's where I get in touch with reality. So it's been taken away from us. So I'm down in everything, but I got it under control and I'm up 10 pounds from my little Bruce Lee physique that I used to have, but it works and there's balance. And so I always get a crack out of when people go, can there be less carbs or this bar or that bar? They're 30 calories less. And I'm like, well, it can be natural. It can be a natural nut butter. Almost it's like a gourmet product meets five to 10 tidbits of candy, you mm-hmm. know, for those extra 30 to 40 calories. And if you want to work them off, you know, they're there for the taking, skip the elevator, you know, morning at work, uh, you know. Well, and I, I mean, it, it really does blow me away by the macros because I mean, this is really a treat for me, but you know, it's 220 calories. There's only six, six grams of fat, two grams of saturated fat. There's 27 carbs, seven grams of, of dietary fiber and 16 grams of protein. So, I mean, when I'm really hungry for something, this, this fills me up. If I have a craving for something, I mean, Jason knows my, I love built bars. I love their texture. They're fantastic, but those are like crack to me. And if it's not going to fill me up, it's just going to get me over that sweet hump. But if I'm actually hungry, if I need to take something in and I'm on the go, this is like a meal. I mean, it was insane to me. It was like, oh my God, this is actually satisfying. It's satiating. It gives me a little sweet or gives me what I'm looking for. And it's, I'm like really, really chewing it. It's kicking in my digestion. It's, it's making me work for what I'm taking in. It's just a completely different experience. And that comes because of these macros, not in spite of it. I mean, you purpose built this to do what it is doing for me and lots of people in the community. It just speaks to what you're doing. Right. Well, and yeah. And so to just to sort of speak to that, I think it's probably because I'm sort of an abnormal fitness trainer with an abnormal background and an abnormal goal or endpoint. And so it was something that, you know, most fitness supplements or snacks, they're intended for that muscle bound steroid group or the extreme diet weight loss group. And Mm -hmm. I kind of went sort of incidentally, I don't remember going like, I got to do it for this demographic, but I went, I want it for my clients. My clients are casual fitness people. They're trying to drop uh, that last five to 20 pounds and um, they work too much and they eat too little of the good stuff or, you know, there are these gaps. Mm -hmm. And when they get to eat a lot of blue collar people who are, they're driving the truck or they're on the construction site, or they're a plumber that goes, does house calls. And so um, I think by starting just with that sort of real person in mind meets whatever we talked about 20 minutes ago, I only had access to real ingredients. I didn't know what half the shit was on the back of the other label. So I couldn't reverse engineer it or mimic it. And I didn't want to. So it's like, sounds so corny because it's like, it sounds like a fucking Kellogg's commercial, but like it was real ingredients put together for real people. 
So, you know, I mean, that's a commercial when I grew up, real ingredients for real people. Ask your physician, mm -hmm. Hal Kellogg's, whatever. <laughs> Kellogg's, we love you. You can, you know. Right. Pull the lawyer, <laughs> pull the, hold the lawyers back. But yeah, that's, I think, kind of what it was. And so it, it, it means a lot to me that the product resonates with the, the masses, if you want to call them that, or a yeah. spectrum of people from real fitness mm -hmm. enthusiasts and other personal yep. trainers to people losing weight or just moms who are overworked and stressed out um, because that is who it was meant for. It was meant to just go, yeah, you know what? If you see that you can lose weight and, and you need some fuel to get through your day, you know, we're here yep. for you. So, well, and it gives awesome. you it gives you the feeling of eating something without feeling like you've eaten a whole couch cushion and you can't move when you're done. You don't feel just, you know, wrecked after you're done eating it. You can actually eat it instead of motivate through, but be full enough to hold you over till your next actual meal. Dude, I would have never thought that, but Jesus Christ, Jason, every time we freaking talk. Okay, the other day I had Oreos. I had something, right? And I was like, and then afterwards I was like, God, I feel like absolute shit. I just felt awful. And then I was eating one of these today and it was like, oh man, that tastes so good. It was like, I didn't even skip a beat. And now I just connected the dots. I was like, yeah, dummy, because you're actually eating something that's nutritious versus eating something that is not yeah. nutritious at all. You're actually oh fueled your body. Yeah. Duh, yeah. duh. <laughs> Oh, okay. So this is the perfect segue because the other thing that we want to talk to you about today is fitness, uh -huh. right? It's, it's a big mm -hmm. thing in our community, um, especially with bariatric patients. I mean, I'm just going to go on the record and say, <clears throat> before surgery, I use fitness as a punishment. I felt that I had to work out because I made poor, poor decisions. It was, I, I ate something that was contraband and now I have to go work it out. Right. It was, it was, well, I'm a bad person. And the only way I become not a bad person is because I exercise. And I know Jason, I think just because of your size before surgery, exercise and movement was not something you could physically do. So now that we're on the other side of our bariatric recovery, we're down in our weight, we're starting to understand that we have to incorporate movement to have a holistically healthy life. It's mm -hmm. one thing to, to be calorie deficient and to drop a bunch of weight. Great. My, my numbers when I go to the doctor are good, but I'm not actually fit, which means I'm not actually a truly healthy person. So what we want to ask you today really is about fitness, motivation, and movement, right? So like, how do you define fitness and how has like your fitness kind of changed over the years? And then what do you recommend for people who are like us, who either brand new to fitness or movement or exercise or are ready to get back into it after surgery? What's the best way for us to slow roll into it? So sorry, that was a lot. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no. Uh, well, you know, I want to talk about the definition of fitness because there was kind of a classic, I may have even been in a textbook, but at least the, the expression textbook definition, someone said uh, fitness at least physical fitness. Now we talk, we do talk more often holistic, you know, mental, spiritual wellness, this, that, but physical fitness being uh, the ability to um, with absolute control, put your body, uh, test your body. I'm, I'm butchering it, but it was like the idea of having total control of your body. So if you, if you want to say, Oh, I want to climb up that ladder, you can, and you do so with ease. You want to climb up the ladder and bring a box down. You can. And with these, uh, some folks have gone as far as, uh, I, I had a little formulaic thing I had done years back that I would show clients. Um, there's something I call 
Now, I'm going to be very careful because it can sound douchey, but there was something that I had called the perfect fit chart, right? Now, I don't want to call anybody. We just dismissed the notion of perfect, whatever. But it was at that time in that YouTube boom of 11 to 12, when I was doing a lot of personal training, it's very important to me to have a some sort of a scalable, chartable thing in which we said uh, to alleviate expectations that were not natural, because it was a very kind of the beginning of microdosing steroids and speed and fat burners and, and, mm. and a lot of chemicals and PEDs coming into civilian use through YouTube and in 13 or 12 Instagram rolled out. So I had a little chart of, hey, look, here's perfect fit. Anything better than this is kind of crazy. And here's something to aspire to if you're not here, but the perfect is an expression, but it's really to establish oh. a line of sand where everything that might be better than this is sort of a cheater fit. And there was a chart of, you know, like, you know, uh, males um, as good as you can get probably without st starvation. It's a little bit of starvation or, or discipline, but really better getting into that single digit body fat. It's like, discipline blurred with starvation blurred with some speed and steroids and hormonal stuff going on so i had an idea of a perfect fit is you know if you're you know you're a big spectrum of what a body fat is and and you can lift this much of your own weight so if you're a man i don't i've been told people are surprised i'm short i'm five six it may not show on a lot of the videos you're catching a bust of me but if I grab a dumbbell and curl 30 pounds in a bicep curl 10, 10 times, that's the pinnacle of my physical feat of strength. Um, I got a friend who's 5'8 and a heavier guy, and he's like, oh, man, I got to start working out again. I can't, I can't curl my 45-pound weight. So it's all kind of who you are and what you can do with yourself. You know, um, It's very important to personalize it. I, I want to end the use of the word perfect because it's a very sensitive thing. And, and I, I do have that sensitivity. It's all personalized to your frame, your goal, where you're going and dismissing bullshit. I don't even want to call them cheaters anymore, but they're impressionable and they can hurt us or make us feel like we have shortcomings. So you have to know what to dismiss. Um, well, so that's my idea people, of fitness. A lot of people don't realize they, you know, they see shit like, and it was funny that you mentioned that because you said you were 7% body fat with abs of steel and all that. People don't realize that Brad Pitt in Fight Club or Brad Pitt in Snatch, that shit's not, I mean, it's real, but they don't know what it was like, what it took him to get to that. That's not, right. oh, let me just eat a couple of salads a day and I'm going to work out really good. Mm -hmm. Your body goes through complete shit to get to look like that. And you may get to look like that for a couple of days at a time. And mm. then the minute you drink a little bit of water, that shit's gone. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. I mean, I, uh, <clears throat> this is where it's, I told you, like I had such a wacky life living out in Los Angeles. Very briefly, I held a job at uh, Warner Brothers. Very insignificant. I was a temp. It was just a low bottom of the barrel. Uh, we gave the tour guides around the studio. Um, actually I was in that department. They never trusted me to drive the golf cart or speak on a microphone. So what I did was I was actually a glorified usher, uh, for the Conan O'Brien show was filmed on that, on that lot. He had just moved to TBS and, and left New York. And, uh, the people waited around all day as they do show and stuff. 
I'd say, all right, you know, we had a little crew of six. Our crew was six people or eight in charge of walking like 200 people across the lot because the stupid bazillion dollar company built the guest lot fucking a half a mile or a full mile from where the fucking things are filmed. So you had to walk them and be like, don't tackle Ellen. You know, someone's going to stab George Clooney and my fucking minimum wage job is on the line. And then usher them in as you would in a movie, you know, a theater or in a concert mm-hmm. or something. with. Um, it's a fun tidbit about that job. On that job, there are two stars. I won't use their names. Two stars. One is of the uh, Marvel franchise and one is just known for being a great action He's either always, it's every other year, it's a drama movie or an action movie. And I saw both of them walk across the set. There was a gym on site flanked by two trainers. One, I, I saw each of them have this two mm-hmm. trainers roided out of their mind. They're in their physique of, you know, they, they're these people that they get glorified, you know, when they're doing yeah. the drama movie, they're down to 180. Pimples all over their backs. Who's Again, I always have to say I, I, don't, I don't care. But the fucking problem is men's health magazine. Can you guys hear or see me? It says my internet is unstable. Yeah, you're going uh, in and out. Okay. Is it a little better? Yeah, we, no. we can hear you better, but your picture's frozen. Okay. Uh well I'll work with what we got. Uh, but you get, you know, whether it's Yahoo, Huffington Post, Mail Magazine, or whatever the, the female, they don't talk about the chemicals involved or the hormonal therapy. They say the workout that so-and-so did for the Marvel movie. And now we're civilians at home and we go, oh, I got to do 700 Turkish gets and deadlift, you know, 510. I could, oh, I love me. They published the blueprint. I'm going to do it. And, and then you get hurt and then it all just unravels. So uh, I apologize if I kind of went off on a tangent there, but that's that's my tidbit. But I have to end the perfect fit or the definition of fitness is relating it to yourself. It's just improving the ability to be in control of your body. For many of us, that is. I didn't fit into these clothes and I would like to in a month or a year, or I don't feel comfortable in a seat at the theater or an airplane. And that is a goal within fitness. It's a personal experience. Hey guys, it's April. I don't know if you know this, but Gather Juice Company was our first podcast sponsor. And for good reason, they make some bomb ass juices. My absolute favorite is the Sunrise and the Pineapple Express. Night Vision and Goldilocks come in a real close third and fourth. I also very much enjoy their smoothies. Pina Colada, top of my list. If you live locally in the Tacoma area, swing by their 6th Avenue location and try it for yourself. You're going to be hooked. Big shout out to Gather Juice. Thank you for your sponsorship. Well, yeah. and we always, we're, I think after bariatric surgery, we think that we're going to weigh a certain number, right? Or we think that we're going to look a certain way, but we have to come to the realization that 
our bodies might not want to be, or our bodies aren't going to be healthy at whatever that number is that we've set for ourselves. And we have to get to the point where we just accept that, or we have to commit ourselves to going above and beyond to get to the weight or to look like how we want to look. And I think it's, you know, this is, this can be kind of the downside of like, you know, social media, you see people and you're like, Oh, I want to look like that. Well, you have no idea, you know, they could be putting in eight, nine, 10 hours a day to look that way. They have personal trainers or they have chefs, they have, you know, meals, they've got all this stuff that's actually going, that's their full-time job. Whereas for most of us, that can't be our full-time job because we have other full-time jobs. So you're constantly trying to figure out like, okay, like what is going to be my, my healthy weight and where am I going to, where am I going to land? And is this going to be okay? I mean, there's, you know, there's a lot of stuff that goes into that. And it's, it's difficult when you ask, when you, when you want to tell or ask people what's fitness, well, it's, it's kind of personal. (laughs) It's exactly what you said. Right. Yeah. It's kind of personal for anyone, you know, I mean, people can email me. I always say, uh, I, I say, you know, you can email or, or DM your, your questions. There are metrics involved. If people want to say, well, obviously this amount of body fat, uh, or this BMI, which we try to use a little less because it doesn't count for mus- mus- muscular strength or skeletal musculature. Um, but there are things, of course, you don't want a certain blood pressure that's not going to equate to fitness. And if you're, yeah. if you are fit, you want a healthy blood pressure. Um, so there are some scientific metrics, but nowadays I find it to be a very personalized thing. And it's, and, and literally it's about, it should be when really pers- aggressively pursued, it should be about you, that you should be able to, I just mentioned bicep curls before, which are probably one of the silliest exercises to do, but we do them. Um, Any exercise involving weight, there should be some parameters of, you know, you should be able to uh, do a body weight squat. I'm not a big believer in ass to the grass. You get these trainers, put your butt down on your ankles, a good squat, 90 degrees at the knee, you know, knee to to femur. but you should be able to do a certain amount of those. And we all know mm-hmm. that if you, you know, if you're weighing X amount of pounds, you may struggle with one. There's no judgment there. It's, it's oftentimes I have to kind of, you know, again, I like to consider people's sensitivities, but I come from a scientific background and a, and a career where I used to get hired to say, okay, we have to start with what you can and cannot do and yeah. then reach and then invert that and say, look, now mm-hmm. we can do all of this. So there are people that may struggle to do one squat. I, it doesn't bother me. It, if it bothers them, we're going to work on that. We're going to turn the one into 10, into 20. Um, and those are parameters for fitness or, or ways to measure, you know, your own personal success, you know, and you can do that with every, with every, every um, movement well, of your body. One of the one of the funniest things to me to watch that really brought it home for me in the in the diet and exercise realm of how you want to look for Marvel movie type stuff is Chris Pratt documented his weight loss to get to his role. And you would literally see this grown ass man crying on camera because he was starving to death. He would eat mm-hmm. three almonds would be his snack. <clears throat> and he would just sit there starving to death. And I'm just like, and people don't realize that that's just one small shoot off of all of the shit that he had to do. And just because you're eating three almonds for a snack and, you know, only drinking water and you're only doing this and you're doing a couple of dumbbell curls and whatever else, you're not going to look like 
you know, Chris Helmsworth who plays Thor, you know, there's, yeah. you know, you don't look behind the scenes and realize that there's, you know, HGH and all these other chemicals and things that, that assist people in looking the way those guys look. You don't mm-hmm. just get to go in the gym three or four hours a day, crank out some curls and do some body weight exercises, and, you know, rack up the weights a little bit and come out looking like that. It just doesn't work that way. Right. And no. a lot of times, you know, now uh, when we see those pictures, you know, you're seeing that element of starvation colliding with the exercise. So we want the abs that were first recognized, you know, in imagery of Jesus. Well, we know if you choose to believe in Jesus or worship or not, would just go, that's an iconic image everyone can, can identify with. This is man 2,000 years ago, starved, roaming the desert. So we, a starvation, an image of starvation has become our starting reference point for what the torso should look like. Yes. And then Arnold's arms and shoulders, 1975, with, you know, five mm-hmm. cheeseburgers an hour and, and steroids. <laughs> so it's really, it's an unfair, um, it's a very skewed perception. Uh, to speak to reality, you know, I mentioned I'm working out less and I'm working more. I just, in this pandemic, the last six, seven months, I, I have this newfound uh, empathy or understanding of all of my clients from my heyday of personal training where they go, well, I work and I'm a parent and I would go, you know, I give some asshole Instagram inspirational thing. Well, you know, one hour is just 11% of your day and you're going to, you know, find the inner you. And now I'm like, shit, I just, I'm fucking leaving the building at seven. I got to drive home. I do have to make dinner. The house is a wreck. I want to fold my laundry. It is, you know, it's hard. You have to really soul yeah. search to find 20 minutes. Never mind the fitness gurus that are going, you know, they're telling you do an hour and or, or easy for that. I was that guy. I was always in the gym. It was 90 mm-hmm. minutes a day, five, if not six days a week. Um, so it's, it's got to be tailored to your lifestyle. But you can, you have to tailor it. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I'm very thankful that you said that because that, you know, it's a struggle with everybody, right? So everybody's busy. And then on top of that, you've got a real jacked up relationship with movement or exercise because of how you were before. And for some of us, we used to be way more fit before surgery, just because we were doing all the things and now we're still recovering and our muscle, right? Like you're just a different person. So you've got all these things that are stacked against you. What, what, so I, I'm trying to frame this question. I heard you say, look, you don't need to put in an hour, but you need to put in something. Mm -hmm. So how do you recommend people carve out? How should people find the time to do something and where should they start? So if, if they're listening to this and they go, okay, I know I need to start, but where, where should they start? And how do you recommend they carve out that time for themselves, for their health? Sure. Well, um, is the where like a, is that a metaphorical or is that a where? Like, I mean, it's kind of, maybe it's the same answer or question slash well, answer, but I guess, you know, pe- people just always come to us and they're like, oh, I just don't have time. And I do understand that, but I also somehow find time to spend two hours on Instagram a day, right? I also find time to do like some of these other things. So I think it's, I think it's a, I don't know. It's just a combination. So I I actually think people just need to be let off the hook 
for thinking that they have to travel to a gym and work oh. out. And if they don't, it's just fuck. Like your workout's not really yeah. a workout. You should do it at the gym. Right. It's like, right? you know, people or, think that if you're praying at home, it's not like going to church. It's different. Well, guess what? Yeah. If you do, you know, if you put dinner in the oven and you do 10 squats while you're waiting on that shit to go, or you put something in the microwave while it's heating up, do 10 squats, do body weight, push up exercises against the countertop. There's lots of things you can do to get exercise in inside your home while you're doing your everyday tasks. So that I think that's where a lot of people get caught up in the fact that, well, everybody else is going to the gym. So that's why they look like that. That's not true. You can get the same results at home doing body weight exercises to start with until you can work a routine where you can actually leave your home to go to the gym to do it. Yeah, I mean, this pandemic has shown us uh, it can be done, right? Everybody, um, everybody, nine out of 10 people, whatever it might be, it's become apparent that there are means of getting in shape at home. Um, my girlfriend is uh, on a YouTuber's workout program and it's usually... Um, this YouTuber is uh, on Instagram. I, I'll get the info if anyone asks. You can always shoot a DM or whatever. But on, on the Instagram, she shoots uh, like a weekly program. So it's like Monday, type these two things into YouTube. And there's like a pair of eight to 10 minute videos. On Tuesday, you search this. or There's some means of identifying what you're going to do. And she, I looked at it because I was a little speculative or, or hesitant. And I was like, oh, if you do it every day, you know, it, it computes. It's a big picture workout, too. So you kind of get mm -hmm. that rounded out um, quality of just of not just burning calories day to day to burn them, but you are morphing your body. You're getting strength. You're getting different muscles worked on the different days. Yeah, it can be done at home. And I think, like you said, Jason, you have to um, you have to make the time. So, you know, um, I don't really just just now I'm just in the pandemic. I'm home a, a little more. Uh, I was never really a homebody. So I would just be a guy that likes to be out after work. It's gym and then you know, some groceries. If I'm still burning a little energy, you know, what's at the mall? Do I need this or that Home Depot? It sounds silly, but I just like to kind of get an out out and about vibe. I was never a TV or movie guy. I would only watch TV or Netflix or YouTube or, or even a podcast while working out. So to what you said, Jason, how many people are saying, I don't have the hour, but they watch X amount of Netflix or cable or something every night, Hulu. So you do get on the treadmill, walk two and a half miles an hour while you watch your favorite show or, or listen to a podcast. Um, the means is there. We, you know, I'll be sympathetic to finding the energy issues. And that's another, you know, maybe we could go into that right now, next or in a, in a bit, but the time is there for most people. I mean, if you're really, mm -hmm. you're, um, I don't know, I don't, can't think of a job right now, but yeah, if you're, you know, driving a truck 11 hours a day or something pretty, pretty kooky. But if you're home and you've watched a TV show, it's like, hey, you have to self-assess. If you have a favorite show you're watching or a podcast you listen to or watch on the on YouTube every day, that can be done 
at the very least walking. I mean, I, I mentioned being a gym goer. I always had a podcast going while I was in the gym. So I would watch a podcast if it was shown on YouTube, knock out 30 minutes of cardio uh, and then go lift weights, catching the audio, continuing the audio um, for another 30 to 40 minutes and then we'll stretch and cool down. And that, that computes to the hour and 20, hour and a half, but you can move your body while you do it. You know, you yeah. absolutely can. Um, and I think, you know, I think for people in the bariatric community, especially after surgery, energy isn't necessarily the issue. We have so much energy because we were living at a lower weight, right? So mm -hmm. we're just, mm -hmm. we're kind of like bubbling with energy. But I think when it comes down to it, I'll just speak for myself, it's motivation, right? Like you, you know that it's something that you need to do or you're, you're being called to, to move more, but you just don't have that motivation to go and do it. What, what do you do when, when you run into that motivation issue? So I'm going to answer this and uh, the answer comes in reverse. So what you have to do that I always tell my clients and sometimes I have to tell myself, you got to crack a sweat or at least get the blood pumping and you have to trust the process. We hear that <clears throat> anybody trying to learn anything new or when Instagram isn't showing us weight loss, there's a lot of like Gary V and self-motivated people and this inspirational speaker and everybody is, you know, Jocko Willink or whatever it is. And, um, but you do have to trust the process. The process is, <clears throat> I have to put the asterisk out there. This is for 99% of people. If you have fill in the blank, a disability, a hormonal imbalance of this or that, of course, there are exceptions 1% of the time at best or at most. But if you get that blood circulating and you make yourself do those first five push-ups, they could be on your knee if you got to be on your knees and, and do them, you know, modified push-up or whatever it is. Uh, if you get on that treadmill, sometimes the days I don't want to go back when I was in the gym, the days that I just don't have it in me, I go, okay, we're going to go. I, you got to bullshit yourself. I go, we're going to go. Mm. You're going to go to the gym and you're going to do five minutes. Just do five minutes, crack a sweat and you can go. And I get there, I go, oh, fuck, and get on the treadmill. And what I do now, again, this is my, I'm sharing my experience. If, if mm -hmm. we don't want anyone hurt, if, if you're X amount of weight, overweight, don't do this, you know, do it to your ability, interpret it for yourself. But I go, I got to get, crack a sweat, five minutes and I'm going home. I get on the treadmill. I start walking one minute. I walk at a brisker speed. So I'm doing the quick, you know, 80s commercial walk. <laughs> And then Speed I go, walking. okay, time to break a fucking sweat. I go to incline like 10, 12 degrees. I turn the speed up. So I'm running. I have a good sense of my body. So do again, if you're going to try anything like this, a person do your version of it. And in two minutes, I've cracked a sweat. My heart rate is like 85% of max, 90% of max. I have to kill the fucking kill switch on the red button on the treadmill jump off to the side if you're familiar with treadmills like the conveyor belt there's the little beams on the side hop off hold the railing i'm gasping for air and now am i going to go home no now if i fucking walk back at four miles an hour and i'm doing the quick you know stupid coca-cola commercial walk <laughs> it feels easy so then i do my i'm like oh i drove here and i'm sweaty so the yeah. obligation of the drive and the shower is done so let's walk and back to plan a listen to the podcast watch the youtube you got to make yourself do it now i said i'm going to answer the question backwards how do you get yourself to 
go, all right, I'm going to do five minutes because just lie, tell yourself it's five minutes and you're going to just do break a sweat or get a pump. How do you make yourself do that? I used to tell my clients, you can answer, you can tell me or not. I, what I used to say, I used to say, if you, if you tell me which one it'll help, but you don't have to, but you called me and it's because you either hate yourself or you love yourself. And either one is fine. But if you don't want to tell me, identify it with yourself. And that's your go-to forever. And I got one. I mean, I have one. I have a few where I go and there can be, and, and there can be a few and they can coexist. So the hate yourself and many, you know, I'm sure I'll spare everyone some painful moments, but it's if you've been teased, right? I mean, we've all know things we've been teased about. We all have our insecurities and we harbor those instances and those feelings. That's usually a, a hate yourself. Um, but you all went through the surgery. So there's a love yourself. For me, I had the teasings. Um, I was not to the extent of weight loss surgery. I was probably at one time as heavy as a person would be before considering it. So on my five, six frame, I was about 200 pounds, not working out, no muscle. I was just a, a very larger version of myself. Um, so I had some teasings in my heavier weight uh, time. Um, the, uh, the love yourself, you know, of course, if you want to love yourself, if you want vitality, if you want to go on, you know, I had uh, various relatives die of health related things before their time. Um, I've had friends die of drug related things. So it's not apples to apples, but I go, I, I've got to be this guy because if I do the workout today, it's one more victory. It's one more notch uh, on the wall here. And I'm um, one more day, good day further from being Phil. That was, you know, pizza, pizza, Coca-Cola, pizza, pizza, uh, weed. And then I was on this sort of small yo-yo thing of that, that, that. And then you go, oh man, we're up like 15, 17 pounds. Starve, 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 cigarettes, Coke. Oh, sure. Yeah. And I didn't have the money to buy it, but anyone who gives it to you, sure. So yeah. um, you got to harbor, you got to tap into those feelings that you harbor. And I know everyone, hopefully, again, it's a 99%. When I say everyone, I know there's people with some deeper rooted stuff, but everyone should love themselves enough. And in WLS, you've had the surgery. You've done a very grueling thing and you've experienced it and you've recovered. So now- Get yourself to do that five minutes, whether it's putting on the YouTube thing or just getting down on the floor, doing the five push-ups. but you got to make yourself work at it this much, one ounce, do the son of a bitch hard thing this much, and then you could quit, but, but you, then you won't want it. Cause then it's easy. Then it's easy. Well, and you're, and you did it and you sweated and you made the time. I mean, that philosophy is so powerful because yeah. And you are so right. Just lie to yourself. Five minutes, you can do five minutes. And 99% of the time, you're just going to keep working because now you're, now you're in it to win it. Mm -hmm. But the other thing that was so powerful about what you said is that, are you doing this because you hate yourself or you love yourself? But both of those equate to a need to do something, right? Well, I, I hate myself and I, I, I don't like that word, but I'm just, right? Well, I'm not feeling good about myself. Well, a way that you can feel better about yourself is taking action towards the change that you want to see in yourself, which means my ass needs to go move. Or you say, I love myself. And that's me being able to move is a way that I can show love to myself. It's a celebration of what I can do. So it's right. not a punishment. 
I mean, that was just like. Right. And you know what? Let me, I'm sorry. Let me just interject and, and insert this because I want to clarify. When I say I hate my, you hate yourself or you love yourself, of course, it wasn't the exercises as punishment or, or anything like that. It was, uh, and I said they can coexist. You have to tap into, and it can change day by yes. day. You got to, you got to tap into the one that's going to get you on the floor to do the push ups. But it's, it's the hate yourself. It's the hate what you were and what you went through and that kid pointing at you and saying, mommy, look at this person or, yes. or your, your friend who didn't eat, maybe hopefully didn't mean to hurt you, but you s- said that doesn't look good on you or yeah. that moment alone in the dressing room, someone's outside and goes, come on, let's see how you're going to look in that suit or dress. And you're going, I hate this. You, it, it's really not yourself. It's those moments of the, you, who you were, but to sound good on a fucking uh, postcard, it's, you know, <laughs> hate no, yourself yeah, or I love mean, yourself. Cause, cause, hate who you are or, you know. Yeah, the, the finish line is the same, whether or not the, you know, the, the end result, whether you hate or love yourself, you still wind up doing things to improve yourself. It's mm-hmm. just where those, you know, where they stem from is the difference. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you and know it's. Go ahead. It's such it's such an easy concept. I would have never thought of it. And I'm so glad that you said that too, because I was thinking that as well. It's like, well, some days I could wake up and I could be feeling really good and I could be doing this Mm -hmm. because I'm 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 loving it. Or other days I could wake up and I'm having a really hard day mentally and I'm I'm battling body dysmorphia or I'm just not feeling great and I'm just ugh. So you can tap into both of those places no matter where you're at. It's I mean Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, and, and, and you have to, and you can bounce from one to the other and go, well, it used to be like this, but I want to be like this. And so, and, and you can use those to, like I said, just get you on that piece of machinery that's in your home that we're using as the uh, clothes rack or, you know, throwing your coat over it or whatever the case may be. One or both of those are, should be able to, you know, motivate you to go further ahead. And then, you know, I'm very, I, I, in my adulthood, I'm learning, I'm a, a bit of a more unique character and I am a very intrinsically motivated person. So um, I have all these other sort of little psychological tools and and I kind of have some of this Larry David, if you guys are watched any Curb Your Enthusiasm, like self-loathing kind of thing, or like you've- Yeah. Fucking piece of shit. Today. And I'm going to relate that to to this in that last five or six years that I've referenced. You know, I had very humble, poor, starving artist roots in L.A. I have lived in southern Pittsburgh. I taught in very rural New Mexico. Um, and now I've gotten to know a great deal of our, again, I hate calling them customers, but supporters and friends of the company, and they are customers. And they come from all walks of life, and I've seen all walks of life. And so I sometimes I just go, whether it's a external slash materialistic, meaning I'm fortunate enough to have sneakers. I'm not some guy with 10 Air Jordans, but I got new clean sneakers. I have a very modest elliptical, probably bought, should have bought a Peloton. Thank God, just finally for the first time have the means to finance the Peloton. But I, I chickened out and I go, eh, I'm so used to being broke and, and, I, and let's just use some Amazon reward points and get a good, a, a good Amazon elliptical, which is really a shitty elliptical, right? But I have that in my home. 
And it's more than many people in America, certainly in the world, have. So sometimes when the first two things don't really cut it for me, like I talked about uh, five minutes ago, I go, you know what, I'll, I'll implement sort of like the third, like the, 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 the ace up the sleeve is like, you fucking piece of shit. Like you have an elliptical in your home. You're not going to use that. Think of so-and-so that, you know, asked somebody contacted you today and said their coupon uh, took off 20%, uh, but they thought it did 22 and they asked if they could be refunded the dollar 15. And I'm not making fun of that person with, I, I give it to them because I go, they you understand. thought they were getting that and that dollar 15 yeah. and, and Hey, that's your dollar 15. I understand. Let's hook you up. Um, that person doesn't have even the crapola elliptical in their home. So mm -hmm. get on the elliptical. And then the internal sort of physiological, like, hey, I'm fortunate enough. I got my hands, two good arms and two good feet, and I don't have a back problem. Who the fuck, you know, you, you, you fucking jerk, you <laughs> bum. Like people don't have fucking feet. There's a guy who was, you know, or a gal, lost a limb, maybe defending the nation or maybe was struck by a vehicle or, or whatever it is. And they wish they could get on the fucking elliptical right now, or they wish they could get on all fours and do a push-up. and you're going to say you're tired. So at that point, that's like the, that's like the, the deep mm -hmm. a bomb, like, all right, mm -hmm. Bill, we're going to go, we're going deep here. You're going to get the fuck up. And <laughs> put your, you know, your sneaks back on and get on your elliptical or something. But a joke, you know, I, I like to make things kind of silly and fun to, to at least to listen to, but those are my tricks. And I think within those three things, hate yourself slash really parentheses who you were or the moments you had experienced, love yourself. You know, you, you have the gym membership you signed up for it, you hired a personal trainer, you seeked out the home workout, you probably have a workout outfit, an exercise mat, whatever, you know, love yourself enough that you took some step, um, or you just love yourself. Think about those who lost their lives or their health or that family or friend that um, you don't want that same destiny. You're aware of that. So take a step today, take a step every day. And if it doesn't work, you go, you know, who the hell do you think you are? You're so fortunate that you've got A, B, and or C. Um, put it to use, man. Really show appreciation Really uh, for, for whatever your situation is. Um, we're all lucky that, you know, if you have the means to do any kind of movement, you're really lucky and, and fortunate to do it. So those are my little tricks. To start on the my on the micro level of the day, that moment, um, probably gonna have to in an hour. I'll be fucking burping uh, my my hard boiled eggs and going. All right, you just said it on camera, so fucking let's go. <laughs> no, I think uh, I think you hit the nail on the head. It it really does start at the micro level, and if we can just do mm -hmm. five minutes, right? If we can just commit to doing that and do it tired or do it exhausted, just go do it you're going to find yourself on the, on the winning side of that argument against yourself. Yeah. And within that, there are a few degrees of even doing it. So if you're just doing it um, because you're beginning, you're, you're making yourself create a routine and a habit. I will yeah. swear to you as many of my sort of mid-level um, fit clients would have once said, or could attest to, and I attest to now, 
once you have the routine and the good habits established and you're using those mental tools once a week or something for me, like once, you know, there are proven physiological things that come over you. So when you break Mm -hmm. that sweat, you completed your first set of what may eventually one day be 20, 25, 30 pushups, you know, you jump up and that primitive thing that's in all of us comes in and you're like, Whoa, I'm awake. Like, I want to just give it the 30 second rest that you do need. And I want to do it again, or I want to throw an extra uh, five pounds on here or, or, you know, do it again with two more pushups. It will be there. So you have to trust the process. Like I made fun of five minutes ago. I love it, man. Well, Phil, was there, was there anything that you felt got left unsaid? Is there anything that you want to leave our listeners and our watchers and our followers with? Um, not, not exactly. You know, I do, uh, again, I'm working on one of the many things I'm working on trying to figure out how I can deliver, um, my fitness training and experience and insights to everybody, uh, for lack of YouTube and, and video producer, uh, for the, for the lack of those, um, tools right now. It's a possibility we may have some sort of a newsletter or maybe even a PDF workbook. I mean, it's kind of, I kind of like the old fashioned thing as a guy that kind of went through the, the graduate program. It's, you know, I said, I kind of liked it. I didn't like it, but I, you know, I found value to, you know, those stiff teachers going like, Hey, you want to be here? Well, here's what you're going to do. And I was a teaching assistant. I had a very strict borderline intense uh, professor um, on campus that I had the, I worked for the professor on that campus who was known as the tough, maybe kind of mean to the students. And I had to shape up and I like that sort of, yeah, you got to earn it. So the PDF thing, it's like, Hey, here's the fucking, you know, here's the mm-hmm. gold. What, what's the fucking thing Indiana Jones used to look for the, the, oh. the lost ark. Here's the, 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 yeah. the, the precious, the, the document is probably a biblical yeah. thing and I'm going to hell. There's a, you know, here's the scroll, but, but you got to print it and use a pen and fucking do the work. And it's not an app and it's not a pretty person jumping around on video. Um, I'm going to try to work on something like that. I'm a big advocate, you know, from day one, when I worked at that high-end gym, we, sh- we, we emphasized have a program. So we just talked about doing something for the day. But once you find you have those habits created, uh, hopefully it's soon... Um, my program or one of the programs I used to offer people, not because I want, I don't give a shit. I mean, I, I want to give it to people for free, but a program, like I mentioned, there are a lot of decent YouTubers and, and, and they've usually mer- merged their, um, their work with Instagram because the two apps, they are mm-hmm. different. They you know, on YouTube, you can have on your TV, a, a 15, 20 minute workout and Instagram, you can talk to people sort of day by day, moment by moment. Um, find someone with a good program because you don't want to burn calories. Eventually, you don't want to burn calories just to burn calories and say you did X amount of burning for the day or X amount of minutes for the day. When the program and the routine is carefully created, every workout is a puzzle piece. So when I mentioned my girlfriend follows that YouTuber and I like that she had a program you want to you want to always have work, uh, muscles exhausted and recovering, and that's what's going to take your metabolism up, your daily metabolic burn. It's going to take that number up, 
10, 15, 20%. So obviously we know an Olympic athlete, a UFC fighter, these people that do intense training two or three hour long sessions daily, um, they're burning calories, you know, through the roof. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to mimic that outcome and effect within us normal people world. So you want to be able to get the stamina where you can do a good 30, 45 minutes, four to five times daily, but the value and the bang for your buck, the bang for your burn isn't just if you charted it on paper and you said, well, these, these 40 minute workouts each burned 250 calories. I did four of them. That's a thousand calories. I burnt at the end of the week. Um, a, losing a pound of fat requires 3,500 calories to be burned. So you would have to do that scenario that I just described for three and a half weeks. But if the workouts are ran, organized random, you know, they're structured. So it's a leg day, an upper body day, a core day, an upper body day again. And I'm just kind of spewing off the top of my head. You'll see that pound come off in two and a half weeks because you're burning, you know, if it's the right exercise with the right amount of rest, you're burning around the clock. You're burning in your sleep. Mm -hmm. Many of us have probably heard, you know, the benefits of interval training and just really going for the gusto, get that heart rate up to 90% of max or 80% of max even, uh, burn it out for 30 seconds, 45 seconds, and then you're chilling for a minute, two minutes and you do. And there's a value to that. Um, but a good program will have bits of that with some strength training, with some core training, a certain amount of lower body work, and just really getting those big muscle groups, the hips and glutes, the legs and the back to work for you. I poked fun at myself for doing bicep curls earlier because yeah. the biceps like, the, you know, it's not the smallest muscle in the body, but it's, it's fucking, you know, it's not the biggest muscle. And if you want to be fit and you want your body to burn calories yeah. while you're even at rest, um, you need to just do those compound movements, your pushups, your squats, your deadlifts, they can be body weight. They can be with five pound dumbbells in your hand, but there needs to be a certain amount of, of stress. So if you're doing body weight squats, it's great to start doing them 50 at a time, but sooner than later, let's move it to a point where 12 to 15 really kind of kicks your ass. And you may need to hold 15 pound dumbbells, 20 something pound dumbbells. Um, so that's my advice. And I'm sorry that it's sort of, you know, half assed in that, Exercise phys, I mean, it's something I, I, I got a master's in it. They have certified well, yeah. trainer courses. You know, when you study for a trainer course, it's almost like a college course. And the exam is like a, a college final exam. It's usually 100, 120 questions. So we're trying to obviously cram in a certain amount of education into a conclusive statement. But I yeah. would implore everyone to seek out a program, uh, keep an eye out for hours, um, move your body, move it frequently. And, and use your judgment. If, if you're, it's day one of exercise, I don't want you to feel like a train wreck. I certainly don't want you to hurt yourself. Um, but the goal is eventually to just have a program where you're, you're, you know, the, the, the workout is working for you. It's not that you're working to do the workout Ooh. and that's it. You said, think like about a that. good quote. I got to shut up. Cause I can't fucking do any better than that. Oh, I like that. That is, that is money. Oh my gosh. Well, Phil, thank you so very much for joining us today. I feel like I have such a better understanding of, of what you do and why you do it. And uh, it's just, 
it's really interesting. And I, I just, I feel really good about knowing that I'm on the right track when it comes to my fitness. And I think Jason feels the same way. He and I are in the kind of the same fitness boat right now. And, and it's so helpful to talk to somebody who's knowledgeable and, um, and just knows, yeah, knows it backwards and forwards. So just Thank awesome. Thank you guys for having me. And uh, yeah, all I ask is everyone check us out. If you're not already uh, following us on the gram, please follow. If you don't buy dive bars ever, you're cheating yourself, but that's fine. <laughs> follow us because like I said, I'm really trying to put some stuff out there and we're trying to redevelop the brand and, and really offer uh, lifestyle content as well. So uh, yep. I love supporting the WLS community and uh, really give my, my praises to all of you guys, uh, especially people that are several years down the road. So good, man. God yeah. bless everybody. Feel free to ask, write, um, e email or DM, uh, you know, product questions or lifestyle fitness questions. Uh, yep. We are an underutilized resource. Um, and, and for now, until 500 people a day are re writing to me, I'm happy to, to help. I'm always happy to help, but get at Dude, me while you're, I can. Your, your Instagram is awesome. If you guys have Instagram, you can just follow Dive Bar at Dive Bar Nutrition. Their website is www.divebarnutrition.com. And Dive Bar and Phil, you guys always have killer like deals and giveaways, and you are always really giving back to the community. So uh, yeah, it's great to follow because if you are interested in, in trying Dive Bar, you're going to find a great sale. And Jason and I are super excited to be affiliated with you officially because we'll, well, we buy a lot of dive bars, but we know that other people in our community are going to be really excited about it as well. So if you would like to try dive bars for the very first time, you can use the code E2W when you check out and you're going to get 22% uh, off of your order. So that's, that, that's always a good thing. So like I said, Phil, thank you so very much for joining us. We very much appreciate your time. We know that you are a busy guy, especially now. Uh, today was a launch day and you sold out in like 10 minutes. So I can only imagine what your, what the rest of your week is going to look like. It's going to be a lot of work, but clearly you got some good things coming out to the community. <laughs> yes. And I love doing it. And I love everybody who, uh, everyone is really like friends and family. I'm not, I'm not just saying it. it, it I hate, it's weird to use the word customer. So I call everyone a friend or a supporter. Um, we got a lot accomplished. We got a long road ahead. I'm thinking, you know, we're going for the gusto. We want to be in all the big stores right beside the big brands and, and deliver some better options, I believe to the masses. So um, I love everybody that's been a, a friend to us. And thank you guys. Thank you for having me. You tell me uh, if and when you want to do something down the road. Um, we kind of covered what I do and who I am and the brand. Um, maybe I'll get at you guys when we've got some of those resources available and we can just really, you know, everyone's got the history of Dive Bar on this one, but I'd love yep. to share, you know, fitness programs and what to do and scenarios. And we'll get into the nitty gritty uh, when the means is, is there. That would be I love it. it out. We're stoked. We are all here for that. Awesome. Jason, my friend, you want to take us out? Yes, ma'am. Uh, Phil, yeah, we can't thank you enough for coming. You've been uh, amazing to us since we reached out to you from the beginning. Like you said, everybody's a family friend or supporter because that's how you've treated us since the first time we talked to you. So we can't thank you enough for that. That means a lot to us because we're just growing and just starting. So the more we talk to businesses, the more we get, you know, kind of better relationships with people. So it just kind of helps us to 
realize our dream at the same time of, of helping other brands as well. So we can't thank you enough for that. Um, everybody that's watching, everybody that's downloaded, that's listened, that's followed, that's brought people along to follow, we can't thank you enough. Because you're like, just, just like we said with Phil, you're helping us to realize our dream and, and helping support the community. And that means more to us than you will ever know because helping you guys helps April and I in return because at the end of the day, we all need help. So all the help we can offer each other and the support system we can give just makes us all that much better at the end of the day. And just remember that you've got this, we've got you, and we'll see you next time. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Phil. Bye -bye. Talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. Thank you.